Hey, Garrett. What, Gia? <laughs> it's our 50th episode. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. Of course, it's Nick, Garrett, and Gia. Today is our 50th episode. It's like an anniversary celebratory type moment. So today we've gathered here to talk about some of our favorite moments on this podcast and talk about how it came to be. Yes, who would have believed after, oh my goodness, like after two years of live moments in lockdown to a podcast that we would have got to our 50th episode. I mean, it's not a huge milestone, but it's a nice milestone to reach. And I think as we are climbing and as people, more people are following us, more people are enjoying our new content as well as our old content, I think that um, a 50th milestone is a nice moment. How do you guys feel? I like it. I'm excited because I've been y'all's biggest fan from before it was even a podcast. Garrett, share with us how how this all started and where did this inception come from and what kind of journey did it take? Okay. It was me toying around with quite a few ideas. So I'd been on holiday or vacation or whatever you want to call it. And I sort of had the best time. Not going into detail or anything, but like when I come back, I felt so relaxed and everything. And I just felt that like everything at work was sort of just like on top of me and I couldn't sort of get back into the groove and I was quite good at my job but then and I noticed that around me a lot of people were sort of like blame blame oh it's always about who is to blame no matter who was it part of the process it was all about who was to blame and I just thought this is really exhausting it's like we should have if we've got a problem learn from it and let's go with the solution and let's just like have that kind of culture in our working life and so I found it quite toxic and I just become very drained within the first week of returning back from this holiday. And I just thought, you know what, I need to do something that is going to help people that are dealing with anxiety. I wasn't really sure it was a, a level of anxiety as such at this point. It took a few weeks. And then I thought it's definitely that. And I, I and as we got more and more closer to Christmas, it was just happening a lot more. And I just thought, I, I can't take this and I, I ended up snapping at quite a few people like just calm down with that and one day it just came to me and I just thought you know what I need to do something that's fun and also talks about how we feel about certain things and really sort of like helps the listener to identify that they aren't alone and you know something that was relatable as well as the music side of things but also something that was like people are feeling I'm obviously I'm not a trained medical moment or anything so I thought I can't make it all about that it needs to be sort of wrapped in something else so I thought I know what I'm going to do there's so many like Mariah Carey things on Instagram I was thinking I should do like a, a Mariah Carey podcast that ties in and I thought I'm going to need somebody else to have a, that kind of conversation with to bounce backwards and forwards and so who better to do it with at that time than my friend Aidan Orange I'd known Aiden at this point for about 10 years. And so uh, I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask Aiden. Aiden's the only person that I know right now that can do this with me. And we can bounce off each other. So I asked him the question. He was all for it. But it took a moment to sort of get together. We had a few meetings in pubs, some dark, dingy pubs in some really like 
questionable places and drinking triple JDs and Cokes at like 10 a.m. in the morning, uh, brainstorming ideas of what we want to do with it as individuals, but also what we want to bring to the listener as a collective moment. So we did that and it just kind of felt like we were getting somewhere, but we weren't actually getting the wheels into motion. You know what I mean? We had everything on paper, but it's just like, okay, when we're going to do it? Because Aiden was busy. I was busy. And so then, as we all know, the lockdown hit and I thought, okay, I guess that's not going to happen. And luckily, um, I reached out to Aiden again. I was like, are we going to sort of like try and make this work with lockdown? And he said, yeah, we'll work something out. And then he came up with the idea of the Instagram live didn't even occur to me. I was like, this is going to be a podcast. It has to be a podcast. If we grow, we're going to get guests on. We're going to discuss like our well-being. We're going to discuss like Mariah, her lyrics, anything that's going to like tie in with that. And so we had sort of like a test moment. I don't really know how many people saw that. I'm guessing probably just me and him. I don't know. But like we had sort of like a test moment where we had a bit of a conversation about each other, what we were up to, and it was live and people did watch it but again it was like really low like the numbers were really low so we played around with things that we could do while we're on live and then after that we arranged our first live episode which was the debut album and again we didn't really have a plan in place in terms of like structure to do with Mariah but we kind of thought okay we don't know where this is going to go we haven't got anything else written down like in terms of like episode ideas but we thought let's just go with the album reviews and see where it takes us and that was the beginning of why we're all sat here right now. So that was Love Life Mariah Carey, right? Yeah. So Aiden had set up this Instagram called Love Life Mariah Carey because basically it was supposed to be just things that we love, how we deal with life, and obviously Mariah Carey. It was supposed to be like a really safe space, open-minded kind of place for people to just come and chat. And it, yeah, I think it, I think it, it was. And obviously the the Mariah Carey thing took over and became the main thing and I think that should have been expected anyway and it we did kind of agree that we were going to leave the last 20 minutes 15 minutes just sort of like collect our feelings of like how we feel in this week and then we toyed around with the idea of doing it at the beginning and and then it just didn't really come into the episode that much really it was just sort of like um, or the live, sorry, of how we were feeling, how, how are we, blah, blah, blah. And then we just went straight into the record we were talking about. And it, it did all right. It had like a nice little moment. Nick, you were there. You were uh, viewing us every Sunday on the lives and you were in the Yeah, comments. yeah, yeah. Because you, I remember, I didn't discover you guys because I remember the album that you guys were doing, but mm. I didn't discover you guys until you did the number ones album. And I remember it really, really well because I remember Aiden because I used to fuck with Aiden a lot because God bless him, but he didn't know a lot about Mariah Carey, but he knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he knew enough about Mariah Carey. So <laughs> it, he's really good at bullshitting his way around things. And I loved Aiden for that. Yeah. But anyway... So I remember you guys used to do your live um, on Sundays. I want to say at 10 a.m. And I and your it was time. so much. Yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. American time. I think that would be for your time. But I remember this was during COVID. So I had missed everything y'all had done up until uh, number one. So mm-hmm. after that first live, I went back and I remember spending the whole day going through each live that y'all did. And it got me really excited. So from that point, I started setting alarms on Sunday and joining y'all every Sunday on your live. Well, not joining, but watching your live every Sunday. And it was really like a big part of my quarantine era during that time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and ours as well, as you can imagine. So it was nice for us to like see people that we recognised and knew, and obviously then people that we didn't necessarily know or recognise, like popping up every now and then. So they kind of became familiar. So that was nice. And of course, then as things sort of started to take off with the Mariah Carey MC30, and the book was sort of like coming about. So we were posting innocently about the book, excited about the book and everything. You know, we got all this music in and like, on to the next, okay, the book's coming. There was so much stuff for us to keep posting about. And then we were just talking about albums. (laughs) So, um, I'd already started like making notes of things that we could talk about and things that like we could do when the album's finished. And I thought we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. And then Michaela Angela Davis, obviously I tagged her in quite a lot of stuff, but like Michaela Angela Davis then reached out to us saying that she would like to do, um, I can't remember her exact words. I might have a screenshot of it on my phone, but I'm sure she says, like, let's have a moment. Let's um, chat about the book and stuff like that. And I just ran with it. Like, um, I thought, yes, definitely. I'm not even going to waste any time. When it comes to having like guests on, I don't waste time. I like to get it booked and down and ready. And so the wheels were pretty much set in motion right there and then. I was just like, let me know when. We'll work around you. We're quite flexible, blah, blah, blah. And then like she sort of went quiet for a little bit. And then eventually we sort of got it locked in. And I want to say in those days, but then you couldn't do the what we can do now when you do an Instagram Live. You couldn't have more than one person. You couldn't do more than an hour. Um, it was quite basic then. So I thought, right, we need to do this properly. Me and Aiden obviously can't do it separately. So one of us had to go to the other one's house. So we planned that. And then everything was all set up. Michaela Regula Davis was confirming back and forth. Yep, yep, all ready, all sorted. And then on the day, she was very, very quiet. And I had said that to Aiden, like, we need a backup plan. And so we were like, what are we going to do? And obviously Aiden was all in drag and um, we'd got our questions all laid out and everything. It was really, like, adorable for us to, like, think that this was actually going to happen at that time. But, like, I said, what we'll do if she doesn't come on um, or even if we're waiting for her to come on, we'll just ask viewers to come on and we'll meet some of the people that have been listening to us. And so that was our backup. And I think considering what we had planned on the day, like Aiden was in drag, he'd got a few drag things in his mind and stuff that we talked about. So there was still stuff to do. I mean, looking back at it now, considering the work that goes into what we do, it's just like really basic, but it was such a cute moment and such a great way to change things around so quickly and a really nice idea as well because we could have just gone with oh Aiden will just burst into song if like you know but we didn't we're like we're gonna have people on we're gonna talk to people we're gonna get to know people and their story their journey and um in a way it sort of went in the same direction as what we'd originally intended it to be but it was more of a celebratory moment because like I said we got to interact and on that we actually got to meet Chia okay you guys (laughs) so what happened was like All of this is going on on a separate timeline. And so from my perspective, Nick and I have been friends, like lamb friends since like 2019. He used to think I was fucking crazy. And, but I convinced him to be my friend. He was like my first or second lamb friend and introduced me to the lamely and showed me that there were like other lambs in the universe. And 
we got into collecting again together and just like kind of messaged each other randomly, like when Mariah stuff would happen. So basically, I got a message one day from Nick that Michaela Angela Davis was going to be on this live chat talking about the book. So I don't even know why I was up this early because I'm normally not up that early, but I got on the live chat um, and was watching and Gareth and Aiden were there. I think Aiden was doing like a drag performance of Vision of Love. Yes, he was. I remember that because I want to go back because Gareth was saying, I think that Aiden was going to do this little dance number. And I remember he did. So, yeah, I remember he he, because he was in full drag, but we didn't even really mention that Aiden is a drag queen. A pretty big drag queen in London, right, Gareth? He is quite well known. He has quite a lot of gigs in London. I'm pretty sure most people that are from London that are listening to this will have heard or seen if they aren't, if they don't know the name. So basically, I was watching the live and Nick and I were like talking to each other in the comments of the live. And he was like, go live, Gia, go live, Gia. Because he, Nick has always wanted me to like do things and like be out there because he said that people will like me because of my personality. And normally, especially back then, I was just like really not into like putting myself out there. Very nervous. This is the height of the pandemic. I just got dumped by my boyfriend. I was like living alone in this house, like kind of in the country. And I had nothing but MC30 and Mariah, which sounds very sad, but I guess I had my, I had my lamb friends, but it literally felt like that's all that was going on in my life was, but, um, basically I went on the live chat and I met Aiden and Gareth. Like that's how we first met was literally on Instagram live. And our first meeting was like saved on there. And I can't help but bring up that, like that fucking got deleted. Like the like it turned into our Instagram eventually but basically Aiden and you would do the the album reviews but one day you guys were I I remember it very clearly I think it was around emancipation or E equals MC squared Mm. when Aiden had to leave early and then you had me jump on and I started talking about the rest of the album with you yeah and then it turned into like okay, well, if Aiden can't show up, we'll just have Gia come on. And then it turned into like, it's Gareth and Gia doing this album yeah. review. Oh, yeah, because the, the thing is like, he'd, he, he'd become very busy and and it kind of came, I did sort of ask him and it was, I, I think when you were coming on a lot more, like instead of, I'd sort of check in with him. Uh, are you still coming on? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this one. And then he didn't. And then, um, or he did half of it or whatever the situation was at the time and then eventually he's just sort of like I can't do this week and then um, I think I text you late that night at least from a UK time like oh can you do tomorrow and then like you're like yeah I can do it and then he I sort of said to him are you going to come back on I, I remember him then saying I probably won't come back on unless it's like sp-, he didn't say these exact words but like sporadically because he was really busy so I, I was just like okay fine and then it's sort of I think that's when like things started to take shape then I well no it was just that I at that time I was way more committed to like okay yeah let's talk about Mariah once a week at this time mm-hmm. every week and that was like my first 
outlet being able to talk to lambs about Mariah. Like I had never talked to anyone about this sort of thing before. So it was like very exciting for me to like talk about these things that other people know about. Like if I were to be like, oh my gosh, that run at the end of Vision of Love, you guys instantly know what I'm talking about. And I don't have to like get like a weird look from somebody who's like, um, okay. Or the, her hairstyle in the butterfly era. Or, oh my gosh, the crochet pink crop top in the Heartbreaker video. Like, there's just things that you guys know instantly that I would never be able to talk about with other people. So it was very, very exciting for me to, like, feel like, like one, to make new friends with lambs. Two, to talk about these things. And then three, to have an outlet, like you said, during one of the hardest times, hardest times in all of our lives. So it was just a culmination of everything coming together. And it was very organic and very natural. Yeah, we got to see you come up, like, and the inception of Gia and the Lamely live. It was really kind of special to watch. And I was really proud of you because we know everybody loves Gia at this point. People love themselves some Gia. You have one of those infectious personalities because I remember I was telling you before any of this even happened that you needed to make your own YouTube channel and I convinced you to buy a ring light and all this stuff I Spoiler, did I bought, it never oh my happened gosh, I bought like no I bought like two ring light but I bought ring lights for this and I still want to start a YouTube channel but that's I have 500 hours of beauty school no like I was very invested in this. Like I bought like a hundred and something dollar ring light. It's been years since then. It's since broken a little bit. Nick has always told me that I needed to do something. And then this just like really happened. Like, like at the perfect time, honestly. It was super organic. It, it really was. But from that point when... Because I remember this, too, because Aiden was working a lot, so he would pop in and pop out, and I convinced mm -hmm. you to go live. And then it just kind of just fell into place, and then you were just like the regular fixture on Love Life Mariah Carey. Yeah. So let's go into how Love Life Mariah Carey ended and the tragic downfall. Oh, we'll get into it. So, Gareth, do you want to talk about some of our favorite live moments and how the Instagram ultimately disappeared well, on us. I, th I, I, I'll start by saying this. I think that when, when Gia joined this, there was a bit more of um, a bouncing backwards and forwards. And I think when Aiden was part of it, it was a bit of a time thing, like a time bracket for that hour on his day off. So yeah. So when we did it, we started preparing um, things for it. I don't know if that's what we would, I mean, I'd prepare when it was just me and Aiden, but I, I don't know um, fully if Aiden had the time. So I felt when me and Gia sort of got into it, there was a lot more preparation going on. And that, that was all the way down to episodes, what we were going to talk about, stories, posts, you know, and, and like there was a lot. Yeah, of... we would, we would write in our notebooks. Remember yes. we had like notes and notes and notes of shit. And we would be like, okay, so let's make a list of everything we're going to talk about. 
and like when we're going to talk about it and in what order. And then Mariah would always be posting something. So we would have to <laughs> add sections of like, okay, so what's been happening? <laughs> I mean, sometimes she was posting things at three o'clock, 10 o'clock in the US, like on a Sunday on Twitter. And they'd be like, <gasps> you know, but um, she would always post when we were live, always yeah. during MC30. We sort of got this bounce from each other where we were just sort of like reeling off what we'd sort of briefly planned we obviously we didn't do it down to a t it wasn't scripted um which was a, a we toyed around with that idea way back before we even started it me and aiden so it's just like it's not going to work if it's scripted but like i think we had like a main body of things that we were going to touch on and discuss and work our way through that and then we just let our personalities just deliver the information as individuals and i think it did take off nicely and I think more people sort of bought into it and we sort of grew and grew and grew and I think with Gia I think we got an extra maybe 200 followers in that very short space of time so yeah I don't remember like all of how much of a following there was before and then after I just know that like we were like pumping out the lives and sometimes we would like we would go on for like one hour and then like it would cut us off and we would be like do you want to come back in like yeah. it would always like go live for like two hours sometimes three just like because we were like there was a lot going on so there was a lot to talk about and then also like it was just fun like it was really fun it was and I think during the time as well like it, it was just every day was like a Sunday at that point so it was always nice to have to actually have something to look forward to on a Sunday yeah so we would be posting things throughout the week and we got through based on like the rest of the albums and then we'd do our album stuff and then we sort of got into our own sort of like uh ideas for episodes but I do think that my my favorite ones obviously when we were talking about the Christmas music videos for all i want for christmas is you and we were trying i like, think go that that them. that happened when we were reviewing the merry christmas to you album right i think and we were trying to talk i think we got to the point where we were talking about all i want for christmas is you on that album and we were talking about the justin bieber music video possibly and then we sort of started to sort of like put them together in our heads and we were like oh we got this we were videos. like i know we were like you were like, do you want any more All I Want for Christmas is You videos? And yeah. I was like, or you were like, I think we've had enough. And I was like, yeah, there's like five of them or something. <laughs> and then we like went through, we went through all of them. We were like, okay. Oh, and then we played this little like game or something. Like I was like, two of them can go. <laughs> or I was yeah. like, one of them can go. And then I was, and then we were like, the Justin Bieber one can go. And the cartoon one. I was like, I think I said the Justin Bieber one and the cartoon one can go. And then you were like, yeah, the other three are quite nice. And then I remember like looking down at like my album, reading something and you read a comment and you were like, oh, Gia, oh my God, we forgot the black and white one as well. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, the 60s version. Oh, yeah. and, I, and then we were like, oh my God, there's six of them. And you were just like, fucking floored one that we forgot about the, <laughs> that amazing version and then two that there's six motherfucking music music videos for all i want for christmas is you and then i remember at the end i was like well two of them can go the other three can stay yeah. <gasps> there's six of them <laughs> six videos oh my God, there's six of them there's the 60s version I 
remember that moment because I was the one who commented the 60s video. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I think we have that video saved somewhere. We have to repost it this week or something. Like, I know I, it's somewhere. It might. I've not even looked at Facebook yet. It could be on Facebook because there's a lot of stuff on there from Love Like Raya Carey. That was like the funniest moment for real. The my, One of my favorite lives we did was when I was on my way to get lucky, my doggy, my little Jack Russell Gagussel. And we were, <laughs> I was driving through, it, it was like a two, three hour drive. And it, this was when the Mariah Carey cookies were a thing. And well, there's still a thing, I think, but it was just a bitch to try and find them because they weren't in my city. And I live in a pretty big city in Michigan, but Michigan's kind of like buttfuck Egypt, no matter wh- where you are. So me and this guy, this guy I was seeing at the time, I like, I don't even look. Anyway, so we were driving to get lucky, my puppy, and we stopped in East Lansing to get the cookies at this restaurant and I was like Gareth we got to do this live we got to do a cookie review and we posted up in the parking lot at this like um Qdoba like Chipotle type restaurant and we sat there and I I ate like tasted like each cookie and like described them to you through the live because they're not if they weren't available in the UK so we did a lot of stuff like that like oh this is only in America. You can't get this in the UK. Let's like have a moment about it. And like that shit was just so fucking cute and fun. And like talking about all the different flavors. And I was like, I remember the chocolate chip one. I was like, yeah, it's just like a normal chocolate chip one. I remember the pumpkin one being the best fucking one. And then I remember being like, they're not even hot. These took like 20 minutes and they're not warm. But like they were good. But it was just one of, the best moments like because it was off the cuff we it, I don't even think it was a Sunday because sometimes we would go live like whenever but most of the time it was Sunday at 10 a.m but this one was just like random super random yeah that was a good moment and don't forget as well we I don't know it was pretty obvious to some people but like we kind of called out the Osanta in the Christmas special <laughs> I predicted it. I lit. Yes, you're right. I literally fucking. Well, I mean, we both did before the before the entire like posting of the chair. Wait, or was it with the posting of the chairs? We've got the chairs. That's why we. Okay, so we got the chairs. Mariah posted a photo a couple years ago. It was like the set of the Christmas special, and it was like those like movie set chairs. Everybody knows what those look like. But on the back of them was MC, AG, and JH. And instantly when we were live, I was like, oh, okay, yep, they're going to do a cover up. They're going to redo Osana. And it's going to be Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, and Mariah. And we fucking called it like day of, like before we knew it was Osana or anything. Right. Which leads into the Christmas special live that y'all did. Oh, shit. My birthday. <laughs> okay, that you guys. was iconic and <laughs> messy as fuck those elves are getting it <laughs> that's my favorite gia quote ever my baby come on oh chris kringle save me oh these elves are getting it because <laughs> i have it <laughs> okay so uh, we all know 2020 was a sad year for all of us 
And I had spent, did we go live on Christmas as well? Or did we just like, no, no we, it, we planned to, but then we didn't in the end. So, well, basically, every holiday that year, we were alone and we were going live about something. You guys were my circle. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, like your quarantine bubble, you guys are that, were that, like, and that really was a huge thing for me. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying. That's so weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was my birthday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, and <laughs> we were going live and we, we like made up a drinking game for the Mariah Carey Christmas special. Literally made it up as well. <laughs> yeah, we literally made it up. We were like, every time she hits a whistle, you got a drink. Every time, so many things. Every costume change, you got a drink. Every like, every diva moment, you got a drink. And we were like, okay, let's just get see how wasted we can get in forty five minutes. And I remember my, my sister and my dad came to wish me a happy birthday like through the window and they like handed me a cake through the window and like my presents through the window and then they were like bye and I just remember Gareth being like oh that's so sad and I was like but not quite like that I wasn't like oh my I wasn't like laughing but like it was it was sad it was actually um, genuinely quite upsetting yeah yeah but um we turned 2020 like the bleakest moment into like whatever we could basically <laughs> so yeah i'm sorry you guys my bad i just need a second yeah it was it was a lot i mean i don't i don't i think i was quite drunk at the end of it but i'm quite i don't i don't know like i'm not the best drunk person i'm not the most fun drunk person so i think i was just like yeah i'm drunk and i think i went straight to bed like after we finished recording but i remember it being fun and I remember watching it back and I, I, I wasn't really very cringy. Like it was still, this is not a word, but it was still broadcastable. You know, it still could be put out there without any worries. It was exactly what and we And don't forget, we were on these lives. We were always having splashes. Like oh, I yes. was having a, I was having a glass of wine at 10 a.m. You were having <laughs> like whatever at 3 p.m. We were always having splashes. <laughs> I got a question. I can't remember this, but at what part in that light, what did you guys drink to? Why did you drink to everything? What was the the trigger to drink in that episode, in that live? Oh, in that particular one or all of them? In the um the Christmas special drinking live. Oh, because it was Gia's birthday. We wanted to do something special. So because we were going to try and do something with the... We'd already talked about Christmas a lot. So we kind of we were, to... we already we already did a live about reviewing the whole entire yeah. special as well. And this wasn't the first time we've done a watch-along. So we, we used oh, to do yeah. watch-alongs, like watch-along to the Thanksgiving special, to whatever. And we were like, let's do a watch-along again, but let's also make it a drinking game. Yeah. And yeah. A party element of it. So that's why. And we kind of hoped that other people would, would join it. I don't know if anybody did, but we kind of hoped that other people would play along as well. I know we should have pinned the rules in the comments, like yeah. drink when I, I don't yeah. know if you could do that. But then, what, though, the, but you? there was no rule. What, when, why did y'all drink? Like, like what were the rules of the game? Yeah. It was drink every time she had a diva moment, drink every time she changed a costume, drink every time she hit a whistle note. So like, the whole the whole entire ballerina moment 
we were drink chugging the whole time. <laughs> like every costume change, drink. Yeah, it was, we I like think- made up rules for i'm sure there was more than that i think there was at least two more there was like there was quite a lot because i said i remember when we were discussing it and i was like we're gonna be drinking throughout the whole thing we're gonna be wasted but it is what it is that's exactly the the goal really (laughs) also don't forget at the end of the live your mom came into the live (laughs) and you were talking about smoking weed and you were drunk as fuck you were just like eating a cheeseburger or something <laughs> gia you were gone uh, yeah, yeah, no way i was i was gone as fuck already and i remember later that night i like went out i didn't even want to go out and party that night or anything but like my the guy who i was talking to was like yeah let's go out and do something i want to do something yeah so like i i had more drinks after that too oh and also that was the day my rarities vinyl showed up in the mail as well so my rarities vinyl showed up was delivered on my birthday after the drinking game so it was just a really fun day for what it was yeah for what it was i mean it was fun it was fun for what we could do like but it would have been nice to have like had some comments at the bottom like like I'm drunk. Oh, I'm, there might have been one. I can't remember. But it would have been nice to see more people. I don't know how you do that on Instagram at that point because it was really, really basic. Like then, like you couldn't do much with Instagram Live then. Yeah, Instagram Live was in its infancy for sure. So explain to the listener the downfall of Love Life, Mariah Carey. Uh, well, the thing is, we'd managed to get. With Aiden, I think we managed to get 400 followers. So it was still all right. When Gia joined, we got another 200. That was only maybe five months, probably four or five months. So we got 200 followers. Now, at that time, because we'd had such a slow climb. So yeah, so that was quite a big thing to get in that short amount of time to get 200 followers because we'd spent so much time trying to get the original 400. Um, and we toyed around with the idea of taking it to a podcast and stuff. And it was like, didn't really have any sort of like weight to it at that point. We was like, this should be something that we, we discuss eventually. Should we go to YouTube? Should we do this, that, the other, like whatever. We were like playing around with what we should do next with it. And maybe G, you could chime in with this because I remembered then one day waking up and I was, I like to look at things in the morning on like what's going on with it. And I was looking all of a sudden it just disappeared in front of my eyes. Honestly, we're not sure 100% why, but like Gareth said, one morning it was just gone. It disappeared and there was like the leftovers were like all I could see on my Instagram. My personal was like people not necessarily shading us, but shading lambs who don't like music box and all I could gather from that was like maybe somebody reported us because we had opinions or things of that nature just like hating because we were climbing like steady climbing at that point and then it just disappeared so we instantly created a new instagram so everything fell apart i remember when this happened because you had messaged me and you were so fucking pissed you're like it's gone it's gone i don't know what to do who did this you had all these conspiracies in your head of why it went away I was just like, oh, I was I was upset, too, because literally you guys were like part of my week, like every Sunday. It was just it was part of my quarantine era. So I knew things were moving quickly after that point that you guys got deleted. 
which then leads to The Adventures of Gigi, which I remember this because you kept it really hush-hush what you guys were about to do, and you wouldn't even tell me, bitch. You're right. I did. I wanted to keep things super low-key. Things were moving very fast. We were like, if we're going to make another Instagram again, we need to have a podcast so that if the Instagram gets deleted, at least our hardcore listener following knows what will happen when we post our next episode talking about go follow our new Instagram and things of that nature. So we needed a backup. Like Instagram at that point for us was just too insecure or like too unstable to just rely on. Because we were like, at any moment, it could just get deleted again. We could hit this many followers and it could just all go away again. So that's basically the inception of this podcast and how it came to be. The Adventures of Gigi. Who came up with that name? Me. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. I don't know about that. I think it was me. <laughs> you always say this one after what was up. You always laugh. I think it was me that came up with that. Sure. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely both had to like agree on it. At that point, it was like just us. We probably went back and forth with a couple things. I wanted it to be called the Obsessed Podcast for a very long time, though. Yeah, that was thrown out there. But don't forget, we were still waiting to hear back if we were going to get Love Life Mariah Carey back. So The Adventures of Gigi was only supposed to be originally a backup account. And then it kind of took full, uh, well, center stage, really, because both of our names began with a G. And yeah, it ended up being that until today. Adventures of Gigi kind of worked, but it wouldn't work with a third person if their name wasn't G, but it wouldn't have worked with three Gs anyway. So it did definitely would have had to have changed regardless. The Adventures of Gigi was um, purely just to get us into the podcast. Now, as Jay has said, it was all very, it done very, very quickly. And we were talking about it. We like, we were toyed around with the idea and then we didn't really sort of have any proper conversations of how we're going to do it, how we're going to start, blah, blah, blah. We did bits and we wrote bits down. And then all of a sudden we were just like, and then we were like, we have to make this happen now. So we did. And then it literally meant, kind of in, in the same way that we did when we changed the name from The Adventures of Gigi to The Obsessed Podcast, it was literally done very quickly, making sure that every, everywhere was um, set up and accurate and uh, read the same thing. If anything was going to be linked, it went to the right place. There's a lot of work that actually does go into setting it up. So this was just setting it up. Um, so from nothing, um, because the Adventures of Gigi was the podcast. So, so then we sort of went with it, and then instead of it being a backup because we didn't get our original Love Life Mariah Carey account back, we just went with the Adventures of Gigi. You guys just basically started from scratch again. Yeah, yeah. and we posted some of our old live chats from our original um, Love Life Mariah Carey, like ones that we had saved and things of that nature. And I remember the first time we. <laughs> The first time we went live on The Adventures of Gigi, we just had like a complete bitch fest. Like I was like, Gareth worked so fucking hard on this shit. And like, it's all gone now. Okay, so during this time, you guys were still doing lives on Sundays here and there, but eventually just strictly became a podcast. But this was at the time when the world was kind of going semi-normal and Gia started her beauty school thing so the lives just kind of ended and just became pretty sporadic here and there whenever 
y'all wanted to. Yeah, the lives were always supposed to be a thing. Like, it was a great sort of, like, after show moment. We sort of had, like, a good few uh, lives, I think, after they were they, episodes. They transitioned from being, like, the main thing to being, like, the after show of the podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, did you listen to this episode? Let's talk about it. Like, what did you like about it? What are your opinions, you know? And then, yeah. like you said, Nick, it really did, like, cease to exist as things started coming back to normal. Yeah, because we'd lost the interactive element with doing the podcast. Like, we obviously, we're out there and people can listen to us and we're not reading any comments. That's great for the listener. But at the same time, we didn't have any... Um, comments to read and sometimes in the comments not necessarily feedback but there was something that people were saying and a bit of back and forth so yes sometimes it was me and Gia but then it meant like we could also interact with those that are watching and that and it would help us keep the conversation going as well and it would like help us like remember things that we forgot like the six videos and and include it and include it so if we didn't put it in the episode we then had it in our in our life because somebody brought it up later on so that's why we wanted the after show to keep that going but i think we had two or three episodes and then one day we sort of and i think that day we didn't have our sort of like brief moment before we went on we didn't call each other and okay so what we're talking about today blah 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 blah. like we used to have that before as we were getting ready and we didn't have that that day and then we were just on there and and it was a little bit awkward (laughs) We did have like, because <laughs> normally we would save like every live, you know, but this one was like, <laughs> let's delete that. <laughs> I know what you're, ta- I know what you're talking about, Garrett. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, we definitely had a, a couple dry, a couple dry lives. <laughs> and I, I think at this point as well is when. I don't know if it had just happened or if it was around this time, but we sort of discovered after this episode had uh, happened and got up in flames, we sort of realised you could have more people on and go long. Well, we knew we could go longer because we could do that with our old account. That really changed the way we do lives too. So in a way it was like, okay, good. And I think there was somebody in the comments that said, or they might have messaged us privately, I can't remember, but somebody definitely said, um, why don't you have people on so you could talk? You can do that now. We were like, oh. And then we found out that it was an actual thing. Um, yeah, I can't remember who said that to us, but yeah, someone definitely did. So yes, they did sort of like fade out a little bit and we did do them here and there. And re- it was partly t- returning to normal. As I went back to work, Gia did a few lives and whatnot. And that included other people as well talking and Josh Barnes playing piano so it was still interactive very much interactive and we still got our our episodes done we had to take little breaks here and there which weren't really sometimes they weren't necessarily planned it was just going that way so it's like okay let's take a break I think we only took like one really long break yeah yeah and that's where we were both I was in work and you'd gone to beauty school so it was just like we need to work out how this is gonna go I then start and I'd be in I'd be in the DMs. I'd be like, "Bitch, where the fuck are these episodes?" (laughs) He would. He would. (laughs) At some points, like Gareth would be like, "Let's record. Let's record. Let's record," and I would be like, "What do you want to talk about?" Like, I feel so bad talking about it, but it's the truth. And 
shit, how long have we been fucking doing this? Because after last Christmas, I was just like kind of burnt out on Mariah for a minute and talking about Mariah, which is a sad place to be like. When you have a Mariah podcast. (laughs) when When you have a Mariah podcast and like she's like your biggest inspiration and like you know but everyone gets burnt out at at points and things of that nature but gareth really was the one being like gia let's do this come on let's go you've got this like we need to do this we need to get this together and then finally we started fucking getting back into it again you're just just a really emotional passionate person (laughs) i am i'm a really emotional passionate person and I just got tired of Mariah for a minute and it was hard it was hard to talk about Mariah sometimes when I didn't want to but it's really important for people to take breaks though too because it makes them miss it more and then to come back to it and just have more energy I I think I believe that and we and we did take that break and we were very busy. We were very, were very busy. It was just like occasionally like when there was windows and like if I remembered G's schedule or tried to remember G's schedule and it was just like uh, I was writing constantly writing episode ideas down. So it was sort of coming from that point of thing and I was just sort of itching to sort of get back into doing things regularly again. And I thought, okay, we've got we've got our windows that we can do. We just need to keep each other updated. But it was always sort of like um, oh, yeah, we could do this. We could do this as long as we get like something out. We could start back up again. And in a way, maybe it was a bit unrealistic. But then, as we sort of like, I'd taken a new job as well, which gave more time, a, a larger window, and that was good. Um, because then it meant, you know, I could still do something that gave me a life, but also do something that I wanted to do. And those ideas aren't just sitting on a piece of paper. We were coming up towards Christmas last year and that's when we were sort of like let's get back in and that sort of gave us that little bit of a burst to sort of release stuff there was there's always been a Christmas list of things of episodes we're gonna work on and it gets shot out the water because of things actually happen and that's okay it's always good to have a backup plan so there was so much stuff to talk about over Christmas obviously regardless of whether it was as big as the year before or not but like it really gave us that sort of run that we couldn't really sort of schedule fully properly so this really gave us that time and make use of the new free time that we could then work together where we're both available but yeah that was the adventures of Gigi. <laughs> well, that leads us into the inception of the Obsessed Podcast. How did that come about? Well, Gia had thrown this idea for the Obsessed Podcast before the adventures of Gigi, as she said earlier. And I wasn't sure on it. I know I liked the idea, but I thought, I don't know. And then I thought, all we need to do right now is create a backup for when. And like we could have just gone with the Obsessed podcast from then. I don't know why, but I think I was just like, backup, backup, backup. Let's do a backup account, The Adventures of GG, easy peasy name. And then we'll get Love Life Mariah Carey back. And I think that was kind of my thought process. And then we'll talk about the title. And then we kind of just ended up stuck in our ways with The Adventures of Gigi for the time that we were. So... Then Gia messaged me while I was away for the weekend saying Nick needs to be part of the podcast. And this was, again, something that we toyed around with talking about um, off and on. And it wasn't really a lot that we talked about it. Like, I think we talked about our voices and stuff being on a podcast, not from a narcissistic point of view, but 
just because, you know, you could get on well with somebody and then they could not sound great to have a podcast with. So like when you're relying on audio. So we'd heard your voice and we'd sort of said like it would be good to have him on an episode. But we mentioned something about like coming on the podcast like a lot more as like regularly and whatnot. And then th that was already sort of like on the back burner and then Gia mentioned that weekend that I was away she was like Nick needs to come on the podcast and then I looked at it very briefly and I don't even remember looking at it and I think I'd said what episode or something or what for to talk about what and then we'd gone a week she'd said it again Nick needs to come on the podcast and then I think I can't remember again I think I'd opened it and not read it properly um because it was sent during the night time when I was asleep and uh and then the next day like I said we we need to stop working out what our next because this was off the back of Bash as a Morsco and I was like we need to work on our next episode and then Gia was no but like, don't forget though we did have Nick on for an episode as well yeah we did the conspiracy Nick messaged me one day and he was like I want to I want to start a Mariah Carey podcast and I was like um excuse me because I've definitely been like, you should just come on the podcast like more than, I don't know if I've been like, you should be on the podcast before. Maybe I've said that. I'm not quite sure, but I know I've wanted him on it several times. Like, cause I remember when we did the conspiracy episode, I was obsessed with that. I was like, we need to find more conspiracies and bring Nick on for that again. Basically Nick messaged me that and I messaged Gareth. I was like, Nick needs to be part of this podcast. Well, basically, for me, there was this podcast that I used to listen to back in 2010 uh, by this guy named Reagan Fox. He was on um, Big Brother. But even before this is I guess it doesn't really matter. But even before he was on Big Brother and was really known, I used to listen to his podcast. And it was the very first podcast that I ever listened to. And he really inspired me. And he's this queer um artist type person I think he's a professor as well and he was funny as fuck and I just he inspired me and I wanted to do a podcast back in 2010 it had nothing to do with Mariah I didn't know what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to do it so it's always something that I wanted to do but anyway I was just sitting here smoking a lot of weed and listening to Mariah and I was like you know I want to do this Mariah podcast and then I text Gia that and she's like uh that would make you competition and I was like well it's not being shady or anything I just kind of want to do it and she's like no you're you're gonna be on the podcast and I was like okay <laughs> not even thinking anything of it and then it just kind of came about I mean not like our thing before was like not great like our podcast before was like it is what it it is what it is like it was really good and it was amazing but I think that because I've been a lamb only for so many years and Garrett's been a lamb since rainbow. I knew that we would have to bring like for album reviews and things of that nature. We'd have to bring on a lamb who's been a lamb since way longer than I have, because like, what can I really bring besides my opinion of the album and the era to that without having lived through the era, you know? So I've always wanted like more I don't know if that makes any sense I just I just have been insecure about my lambdom and I think it brings something more that both of us can't do because Nick's been a lamb since fantasy came out 
And yeah, that's not like, oh my gosh, I'm a debut lamb or anything, but like that's way more than I'm a lamb of the nightmare era. So it's just variety. So if Gareth and I are going to have like, not like a confrontational type moment, it's going to be like, I I get bigger and then Gareth is like very non-confrontational. So it's like not happening at all. But Nick and I, we could like have a full on like moment, like a argument or like a like bitch, no bitch. And Gareth can be like the mediator to that or the instigator, depending on what mood he's fucking in. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But um, <laughs> basically, I just think that three is a crowd, you know, three is a it's a magic number. And I think we all play off of each other very well, because it's not just like my my opinion and Gareth's opinion. It's the three of us. So if it's like me and Gareth are both really feeling something and Nick is like, you guys are tripping like irresistible, for instance, <laughs> or if uh nick and gareth don't like the always be my baby remix but i'm like what are you guys talking about you know it just brings something more i do want to say though that when coming in i didn't even want to change the name of the podcast i didn't want it want you guys to feel like i was invading or anything and i was like yeah just keep it the adventures of Gigi. it's fine it's whatever and Gia's like, no, we're changing it to the Obsessed Podcast. There was like no discussion. Gia was like, nope, it's going to be the Obsessed Podcast. Nope, it's going to be the Obsessed Podcast. What are we going to name the podcast? Uh, it's going to be the Obsessed Podcast. No, I don't think I had like a problem with it being the Adventures of Gigi still at all. But I knew it wouldn't if we were going to change it, I knew you didn't want it to stay the Adventures of Gigi. But I was like, okay, if we're going to change it, it's the Obsessed Podcast. Like, because I've been toying around with that for a minute. Okay, I talked about, I talked to like an uh, artist who's also a lamb about making like, remember when we were like in our like, let's have like art as our logo, you know, like have her draw something out. Like Gareth was going to be the stalker and I was going to be Mariah in the Obsessed video. And we were going to have like, she had the angel necklace. It was going to be Gigi. And I was going to be there in my black dress with my barrette and my shopping bags. And like Gareth was going to be like the the stalker in his hoodie, like ducking from a bush or something. Like it was a cute idea. But no, I think in a way it worked out all right. Because considering what we would have had as that artwork, it would have been great on like the actual podcast. But then on the Instagram in like that teeny tiny little, it just, I don't know. So in a way it, it would look cute. It would look nice. But I think in a way everything worked out quite nicely. Well, yeah, that was the inception of this entire podcast. Well, I was going to say, like, how do you feel now, now that you're a part of the podcast? Because you've already talked about when you came in. How do you feel now? I do want to say this. Doing a podcast, it's a good idea. And you think it's going to be great and easy, but it, it takes a lot of work. It's not just like instant. Like you have to do a lot of research. You have to take a lot of notes. You, you just have to know that you're giving factual information, if that makes sense. And you have to do a lot of studying for it. I do want to say, though, I feel blessed because I get to talk about Mariah Carey for fun. And people are listening. And I have a voice in the lamely. I'm sure you all feel the same way. And, and sometimes that can get blinded by things. But when you stop and think about it, like, it's fun. Like, I feel very lucky that I have a voice in the lamely and I get to talk about my favorite person in the entire world. Yeah. Like it feels good to 
to know that no matter what's going on in my week, like whether it be like a really shitty week or a really good week, that like I know that the three of us are going to come together and I can talk to you guys about literally anything like Mariah related or not. And you guys, I know I've never met you guys in real life, but you guys are my best friends. <laughs> and what's I know happening I don't to you always, today? <laughs> I know I don't always like say that or show it, but I really do love you guys. <laughs> and I'm really happy. <laughs> so I'm so emotional for no reason. <laughs> Ah, but, yeah, I'm really grateful. So when we were like prepared, because the thing is, people don't realize that the amount of work that goes into preparing these episodes, and I know sometimes it doesn't look like it might be much. And when you yeah, girl, that JLo episode didn't just happen, bitch. Like but, we don't listen to her like that, girl. We don't know her tea. We had lot, to research that. A lot of these episodes, though, even the most basic sort of like ideas or whatever, like the chats that we've had before like I mean obviously we did lots of research with the Michaela Angela Davis but like Bashes and Mosca when she came on we had to go find out a little bit more there wasn't a huge amount to find but we had to find out as much as we could in order to know fully who we were talking to so um when we do Instagram stuff we do put a lot of thought into it I mean the stuff is out there for us to come up with something we are coming up with an idea from nothing how can we make this a thing how can we put this in with this how can we overlap this how can we make this look effective it, it it's out there but we have to make sure that it's um cohesive and it's strung together in order for us to put stuff out in a way that's going to be good for the listener to enjoy i've i've enjoyed every single second of doing this from the moment the light bulb went on to now so we want to give a big thank you to all the listeners uh as we steadily grow which just shocks us so much that we actually have a decent sized following an audience so thank you guys this is fun it's amazing we are going to continue and we hope that you continue to listen but now we want to go into some of our favorite episodes from the beginning until now Garrett. all right it was a lot for me to have to pick i've toyed around i've gone backwards and forwards and i've actually done these in an order of a countdown as well i guarantee it's probably going to change but i think the Derek G to one, because I like a moment where we can discuss the music. I, I always love that for all the reasons, nostalgic purposes, you know, enjoying the music as it is, like getting lost in the lyrics and the music and the voice anyway, the, the little things that she does with her voice. But like the Derek Jeter was a good moment because it, it was another one of those moments where we could actually go back and look through throughout her career, obviously from a certain starting point where we could really like look into the lyrics and I always enjoy doing that even if I'm on a bus on a train or whatever and I've listened to my music like my mind always automatically goes without even like consciously deciding or thinking of, like into it I automatically go into lyrics and think like where things came from and picture things if it, if it is a storytelling moment and so this was a really fun thing to do again and I know we've not done Derek Jeter before but we have done other episodes where we've spoke about particular songs uh, what was the other one that we did songwriter supreme where we talked about her as a songwriter so i do like it when we actually pick a particular moment and we really like look deep into it and we looked through a lot in that episode 
throughout her career of what we believed was about Derek Jeter, but we've learned through time, lyrics, what she said herself, the book. So I really did feel that that speculative moment was really interesting. I did love that episode because we got to talk a lot about a butterfly. And yeah. that, of course, is my favorite album. But yeah, it was really fun to speculate which songs that we really thought were about him. And I think we got most of them correct, if not all of them. The in-depth moments that she's really like building up, like a, a moment where you feel you're actually there, they're definitely, definitely about Derek, Derek Jeter. So that, that was a really good, fun moment. I mean, my favorite part of the episode where we are comparing Derek Jeter's penis to being high. I feel like Derek's dick freed Mariah. <laughs> it oh brought her God. to a whole nother world that she didn't even knew existed. Like acid. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> His dick was mushrooms and acid and MDMA. It was everything to her. It completely changed her life and opened her eyes to things she didn't even know existed. I have a really bad memory. I have to really watch things and listen to things. Like I can literally watch Glitter and then forget all about it a month later. So I'm always bad about that. I don't know why. And I can remember weird things like when I like bartended or served people, know exactly what people get and all that. But like when it comes to like media and everything, I don't know, if, but I just don't remember things well. I don't know why. What's one of your favorite episodes, Gia? Okay, so the first one I wanted to bring up is the oldie. It's the Caution World Tour episode where I got to relive my motherfucking moment with Mariah at the Fox Theater. And just listening back to it, like I did, I listened back to it the other day and I was like, oh my God, like I can literally still visualize all of this stuff. Like I remember talking about the curtain snatch moment in the beginning with the Anono whistles. Like I remember being there in person and I was like, cause I had seen like the lamb bootleg videos of it and just remember like being there in person and like how it was so different, but like not so it was like the exact same, but like I could see every detail and like all of that. But I think my favorite moment of the episode is when I remember my this bitch that who used to be my best friend she was like no this isn't good enough like this is your girl she dragged me down from the the nosebleeds she was like let's go and we were like up into the fourth row or something and Mariah fucking looked at me at the end and I was fucking crying by this point Mariah is about to walk off stage she finishes hero I'm crying bawling my eyes out and is right before the curtains go down and she's about to walk off stage her and I exchange glances and we look into each other's eyes for like two seconds and then she goes off and then the concert's over and then I start screaming and crying and then I start being like she's a fucking skinny legend oh my god <laughs> And then me and my friends went to another bar after and drank more. Oh, my God. And then oh everyone God. who went to the Mariah Carey concert went to that bar. And we all played Mariah all night. So cute. I think that it's just my favorite because I got to relive it. And it was like so early on in the podcast that we were just like so excited and like super not like uncomfortable with each other. But like we there was just like an innocence that was there in the older episodes that I just 
like it's a cute thing to like have recaptured and like frozen in time especially with the audio <laughs> oh that audio is in the kitchen but i still live for it <laughs> <laughs> all right uh one of my favorites is the baja samorska uh especially the part one baja samorska is mariah's uh previous stylist i want to say from music box to just kind of during the music box era right 93 and 94 so she was there for christmas as well so and again in 2001 this is like if it's i can't i have a tie between my two favorite episodes but this one you just literally hang on to every word that she is saying and mm-hmm. she drops so much tea in the episode about mariah during those eras and she's a feisty chica she's a sarcastic dry sense of humor she explained what it was like in the 90s being a celebrity fashion designer but like i said before she can talk and what really trips me out about this episode is that you can hear her cats tripping in the background the entire time (laughs) it's so funny to me like she also brings up things like that um the lost anytime you need a friend video and the Mm -hmm. behind the scenes with that um I loved how she talked about the Miss You Most photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, what are other things that I liked? Um, Animal rights and stuff on the old I Love the Christmas Issue. She talks about, she talks about like things being stolen as well from video shoots and photo shoots. <laughs> she, she gave, gave us, us so a lot much. of tea. She gave us a lot of tea. I think that that episode is so fucking cool because one of the main things in Mariah's story is oh, I wasn't able to wear what I wanted to for such a long time. And this is that era. And the fact that we're talking to her stylist about that is so iconic to me. Like, that's like a huge part of the story. So she gave us like so much tea on Tommy, all the the guns and the intimidation and the, you know, there's, things that were left out of the episode that was like super super tea that like we definitely couldn't leave in the episode so it was just like very very interesting there was another interesting thing that she said and she said something about uh she kept saying don't blame me for all the turtlenecks that makes a lot of freaking sense to me because right after you're leaving and they're really putting the turtlenecks on her and she's getting more rebellious with the type of music she's trying to make. Like it really, that really is making a lot of sense because she's getting more defiant. So we need a whole new team. Like, Yeah. So I'm like, don't fucking blame me for all the fucking turtlenecks, guys. Like, look at your years. But basically, she was saying, it's not my fault that Mariah was dressed up like that. Because behind the scenes, Mariah didn't dress like that. So I thought that was really, really interesting as well. I reached out because there were so many rare pictures coming up on Instagram. And I thought, you know what, it would be really interesting to sit down and have a chat with this lady about her time with Mariah. And I wasn't 100% certain because we were like a bit confused whether she was the stylist or a photographer and we we thought she might be the photographer because of the pictures but they could be test shots so um i get it now of course a stylist probably would take polaroids or pictures on their phone or whatever now yeah i've actually i looked into that after the episode and a lot of stylists really did that with the polaroids back then yeah 
it does make sense now. I, I didn't even, you, you don't even think about it. You think you probably just try it on, it fits. Okay, next, try it on, it fits. But then they take pictures because obviously they want to see what they're trying on, which ones work better. And obviously we got to see what we got to see, but then behind the scenes, like, and we did get to see some of this, like Mariah was asking to try on some of what either Basha was wearing or what she had in her own suitcase. Um, so, and it makes more sense because Basha is a punk at heart and she had no one watching over her. So she could wear whatever she wanted. And Mariah was obviously seeing things that Basha was wearing and it was more age appropriate because they were a similar age. So obviously she's going to want to try things on. Obviously everybody wants to try things on to look good or look pretty or whatever it might be. And it, it made perfect sense. And also shit that you guys didn't see in the episode. Um, she gave me style advice. She gave me like iconic pieces. Like you should always have this in your closet. And then what did she fucking say about fashion that really stuck with me? It was like, you should you always, what was it, Gareth? It's something about you got to like search your own closet to like remake something. I remember what she said. She said something like, if you can't come up with a good style, then you're just fucking lazy or something to those kind of. No, uh, it was like, if you can't like search, shop your own closet, something basically like yeah. you got to shop your own closet and come up with a new style. Like it's already in your closet. Which I thought was like so fucking genius. Like, girl, you gotta remix that. So, yeah. like, it was, it, it, and like, she always told me pinstripes are a go. Cheetah print is is in no matter what anybody says. Cheetah print is it, which is cute because we just saw Mariah in that Roberto Cavalli cheetah print, which is funny. Mm. Um, she did say something about sequins as well. I think very briefly. I don't know if it's in the episode, but I remember her mentioning something about. And she told sequins. me, oh. Oh, yes, the sequins. And she told me, always get your jeans tailored. And she said, she she's just a fucking genius. I don't know, I was blown away by it. It was such a nice experience to have as a fan of Mariah and a stylist, you know. And that that whole thing was like five and a half hours of talking. And we edited it down to a lot, what, like maybe three in total over two episodes or just over two hours, maybe two and a half hours in total over two episodes. There's a lot we didn't include, but... That Chica can talk, and I held on to every word, so... Yeah. That was a really, really good episode. And it came out of nowhere, so I was just happy to have a new episode. And it was, like, mad long, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what's another episode that you loved, Gareth? Often imitated, never duplicated. I feel like this was sat on our pad for a long time and it was one of our- I was just going to say, you were wanting to do that one forever. Ever. Like, I think this one might have been an idea for a live. It's a really old idea for an episode. We did talk about it and we just didn't find the right time. No, but I think you wanted to do this one even since Love Like Mariah Carey. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so this was originally, I think, for a live after the album reviews back in the day of Love Life, Mariah Carey. So I, I like it because it's a nice moment that's similar to what we did with the Derek Jeter songs. It, it means we pick different artists that aren't Mariah. So it's stuff that we might not even know. We might not have listened to the song, but it's been brought to our attention through the episode. So we've probably gone and listened to it or we might have remembered parts of the song, whatever it might have been. And I feel like it's brought those songs to the surface a little bit so people can see 
exactly how people have tried to duplicate that sound and probably that success overall. But, you know, often imitated, never duplicated, and it, it the title speaks for itself. And I, I think the way that we brought each artist in and discussed about the artist, we don't do it in a negative way. I know there's some comments that say, in the, you know, on some of our episodes that we do, but like... It's well, not- because people look at our social media and then take that at face value and they don't listen. They don't listen to the episode and they'll just like comment on the fucking post and it's like exactly yeah and it's like okay but did you even listen though and this is i wanted to add this to this as well because i think what a lot of people thought we were gonna do is we were gonna shade all these artists but what i love about this episode is that i think a lot of people thought that we were going to shade these artists like christina and leona and kelly clarkson but when in reality we were just praising them i love this episode too and it's like gia said earlier it's what people were looking at our social media posts and thinking oh they're shading christina oh they're shading kelly oh they're shading jessica no we weren't shading them we were praising them and kind of comparing how they're a lot like mariah and it really turned out a good episode yeah and people do that with a lot of our episodes like the new year's eve one they're like, why are they talking about this? Um, bitch, that's the day I became a fucking lamb. You bet your motherfucking mother I'm going to talk about it. And I think they think that we were just focusing on the the bad New Year's Eve one, when in reality, we talked about all three performances mm. and broke them down, each one by each one. And I even said at the end, like, my favorite one was the 2000. So it's not like we we didn't just jump straight to the one that was like the bad one. We did go through the whole like journey, and we discussed as well like the introduction. Mariah was the first person or whatever it was to perform in Times Square for over thirty something years, thirty five years. So yeah, so- and I want to also add to the often imitated, never duplicated episode. Nick and I were like meh about recording that day, but by the time we got to recording and it ended, we were like oh, I fucking love that episode. Like, we had a really good time. So it was just really fun to go, like, 180 with it. Like, because some yeah. days you're not into it, and then, like, you get started talking, and then it's, like, a whole entire moment, so. And my favorite, I mean, my, I have lots of favorite bits. I like the fact that we went into artists, and we discussed certain songs that sounded similar to some songs of Mariah or whatever, or it might just be like the way that they sang certain parts or harmonies or whatever it might be. But like my favorite bit was where we were talking about Jessica Simpson's and I I quote here, Nick, when you said gay ass dad. I just like unlocked a memory from like my childhood about her gay ass dad. (laughs) Cause it was almost like the dad was like, um, oh my God, what's the name of Beyonce's father? It was like another version of that. Apparently he was all like, plowing away for her career and then obviously whatever you know just sort of disintegrated and then he was but he was only in it because of jessica as like was he her it wasn't a manager was he a manager i don't know what he was but he was yeah he was her manager in the beginning but allegedly he has come out as gay Uh, and he was a minister and he's dating a 20 year old allegedly oh wow he's He's got well, of, I, boo, we know how these priests get down, so <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um... or go down, I mean, sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> every time I think of Jessica's dad, I just get that image of him. And everybody, and I don't, I'm not hating on him, but everybody knew that he was gay. And it's just so ironic that he is just out and proud now. <laughs> All right, Gia, what's another one of your favorites? Okay, so my second favorite is the Record Store Day episode. I love that episode too. I wish it was a little more popular, but I get that not everybody is into collecting Mariah, but that was a a messy episode. (laughs) But it wasn't that messy though. But like, I do wish that episode was a little more popular, but at the same time, like it's just a perfectly done episode. And the way that like, I think it's more one of my favorites because of like the real time shit that was going on, like all of us messaging each other and like going out to get it. Like it felt like the the episode was just the cherry on top of like the experience of us like doing something together as lambs. And that was just really fun. And it felt like a total like brotherhood moment. Like we're out early in the morning in line for the records. And it was just like, we were all there together. Like it literally felt like one right after the other, like Garris says in the episode, Garris got his record. Nick's got his record. Gia, get in line. Bitch, are you going? Girl, come on, bitch. Let's go, honey. Let's do this. Okay, Gia's got her record. Like it was just like, it was iconic. Like that's one of my favorite episodes. And don't forget about the daddy that you met while oh, and getting the your daddy record. Girl, and then me bitching about... Oh my God, her motherfucking cigarette. I had a headache. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, it was just so funny. Yes. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, it was It was almost as if we were like, probably probably not there together in the queue, but like, like we're having a moment. We could have been, at, for, for a moment, it felt like we could have been in the same city or the same town almost. Well, for you, it probably didn't feel like we were in the same queue, but like, for me, it totally did because your time is different. But yeah. like you guys, I was in line when all of you guys were messaging me. Right. Yeah. And it was like, I think you might have been queuing as I was still, I can't remember now exactly, but like you might have still been queuing. You might have been queuing as I was still queuing, but like only just. But then it felt like only natural to sort of like check in to see when everybody, have you got yours? Have you got yours? Okay. I mean, we still would have had an episode even if like, none of us had because we still had so much to talk about for that day but like or even if like one or two of us didn't get it but like it was so much better because all three of us got the vinyl which has like we said in the episode has been such a rare vinyl since well over time bitch i was bound and determined to get that vinyl i don't know i would have gotten it either way (laughs) i would have gotten that vinyl either way (laughs) but you were at the front of your queue weren't you Yes, I had. There was only one record at my record shop, so I got there at three a.m. I like had no choice. Like, what kind of yeah, lamb my, would I be if I didn't store, get it? I mean, but you're that girl for that, though. Like, my store had two, only two copies, and even day of, I was like, "Am I gonna skip class for this today? Like, am I a, am I a real lamb today? Because oh my gosh, remember when you're not a real you're." you're you're not a real lamb girl remember when we were so worried about that like who cares about that now but um in my head I was like bitch you're not a real lamb like do you have a particular favorite part though like one singular moment I think it was the part where I'm like flirting with daddy and (laughs) 
cycling shorts. Yeah, like biker shorts. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, that was the best part, I think, of the episode. Because it was just so funny. Like, not about Mariah at all. But, like, it it ties in. It all ties in. And that chica smoking the cigarette. She was killing the vibe. Like, girl, let me get my flirt on, bitch. I was like, I remember. I was like, I'm watching a movie. (laughs) All right. So, my second favorite episode is Realizing a Dream, Cam Barbo who is a Toronto-based film student slash YouTuber who had the the previous channel, Realizing a Dream, which a lot of lambs might not know this, got deleted. I think it was inevitable, and I feel so bad for him because he is one of the sweetest lambs that I have ever met. So humble. But I do have good news. He says that he is coming back, and we are going to get a part four. But yeah, I love this episode. Why did it get deleted? Probably because of copyright. I mean, I thought when I heard the the audiobook in his updated videos, I was like, I, I have no idea how this is still able to be on there. And it lasted a while, but it's everybody knows these videos. If you're a real lamb, you know these videos. And it's a shame that they're gone. You're not a real lamb. It's amazing. It's like it could have already been a documentary and we wouldn't have needed anything else. And he did reach out with some nice compliments to us when we when we posted. So that was that was quite nice. So thank you for that, Cameron. But like, it's such a shame. Like when you told us that that it was taken down, like I kind of assume maybe he's got like a really big editing job, and now he needs to sort of play it safe. But that to me, I thought no, that's not going to be the case because this is a good showcase, but a part of a portfolio in a way, if you will, like of what he can do. Oh, certainly he could be like, please refer to, and then put the link. Yeah. This video. Yeah. And it would be a great portfolio for sure. I can't, I literally didn't know it got deleted until you just said that. I knew it was like gone and missing. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. But I'm glad we have our interview with him. Like, I remember the, the documentaries. Like, that's really shitty that they're gone. Like, they had so many views. Like, how do you just get, yeah. how do you get that back? You know, oh, that must feel terrible. We have a lot to thank to Cameron as well because he, posted our podcast episode with him on his youtube channel and that pushed a lot of traffic over to our podcast so thank you cameron we love you we appreciate you well my favorite part of the episode it's kind of towards i have a lot of favorite parts in this episode but my i think my favorite one was when he's like well i'm kind of toying with the idea of doing a documentary about madonna And, and gio's like who and he says, and he says, do we not know Madonna? <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. To continue with other artists, like, I don't want to say Madonna, but I like, <laughs> you know, Madonna could be interesting. Like, I know the Lambs have mixed feelings towards her, um, but it could be. I didn't see her. <laughs> do we not know Madonna? I don't, there's I don't there's know. a lot to cover. There's a lot yeah, to cover. Yeah. But in terms of Mariah... There's not a lot to cover with Madonna, but I completely get where you're coming from. Do y'all know my favorite part of that episode? What? When I totally fucking called that we had the same Titanic DVD at the very end of the episode. I was like, oh yeah, boo, I totally got you on the director tip. I had that um, three disc special, special edition Titanic too, girl. Yes, honey. And then he like is like, what? Gia, I literally have that right here. Like, and it was that was my favorite part. The very end. 
Uh, well, I was drunk as well towards the end. So <laughs> you were wasted, girl. I wasn't too bad in his episode, but what we were doing after, like whatever we did after, I can't remember. Uh, when I played it, I was just like, nope. <laughs> All right, Gareth, what's your last favorite episode? We've kind of already spoke about it, but. Like, and I'm tr- going to not go into the same detail we've already gone into, but it has to be the Michaela Angela Davis episode for me, because we were just a really teeny tiny Instagram account then, and we were just doing things really innocently. We weren't, we were just, you know, really seeing how it goes. So for her to reach out then was a huge thing. And of course, we ran, we ran with it. And it then did become a bit of a mess on the day, but that's all That's all good. We, we learned why she couldn't make it on the day and we had a really great backup plan, which is why we've got this episode now sat here together. But a few weeks later or however long it was, it was like a short while, she reached out again and she's like, oh, I've, my schedule's free. And I was like, so what does that mean? And then she's like, what do you think it means? Like, just as, like, playful as that. And I just thought, oh, my God, this woman is absolutely amazing. Like, to deal with and to organise with. I know we had our issues on the day, like I said, but, like, she's just, like, a breath of fresh air. Like, there's no, there was no, I want this, I don't, you know, send me a list of your questions. Nothing like that. Like, I was working that day. Like, we, we were unpacking everything, ready to start back to work after the first lockdown. I was, like, watching, clock watching all day. Like, it was so tense. Like, literally down to the last 20 minutes. And I was still wearing the same t-shirt in the video as what I was working in. And I come back, I grab my questions, got everything set up as much as I could. I mean, it, my setup was, you know, a, it was a moment then. And so sat down, are we still okay? She was like, of course we are, of course we are. And so um, couldn't have anybody else on. And I was just like, I, I don't know what to do. And I was trying to keep it secret as well because um, Gia was brand new and Ada was off, you know, doing things and so I just thought okay I'm, I'm literally the only person that can do this I can't have anybody else come in and help me with this so I said and I was before three people could go live on an Instagram right right and so I thought I'm just gonna have to do it and I thought whatever will be will be you know and so so I'm there getting everything set up like literally like I don't even think I've shared my little makeshift setup of what it fucking was. Like my phone was on the back, on the side of a shoebox with a fucking lamp on me. Like it it was so bad. So I got set It was very grassroots. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. That's what she said on (laughs) on that other podcast about us. And so I got set up, looked at myself and I thought, okay, it's getting a little bit dark outside so I can have a bit of orange on me. I don't need too much sunlight. It's okay. And so waiting and I, I heard nothing from her leading up to going, like pressing that button to go live. And I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And because her account got hacked before when we met Gia. So as we discussed earlier on in the episode. So I thought, please don't let it be another moment like this. And then she she sent a message as I was about to press the button. I'm ready. And I pressed the button. I was like, okay, well, I'm live. And it was going through. And I was just like, okay. I, I literally had no idea what I was saying. Because obviously in my mind, I was just like, I have to think of something in case she doesn't come on. And then she literally just said it. I'm ready. And so then I was just like, okay, so we're going to have a little bit of a, whatever I said, like, 
something moment and I was really slow but it was like more than normal I think you said we've got a special guest yeah and I was like we'll still go like tomorrow and I was like that like really sort of slow waiting for her to show up at the bottom of the screen and then as soon as she was there it's like boom and then when her face appeared I was just like nervous and excited I was just like hello but I honestly I tell you this and I, it's honest it felt like it was a friend coming on because of how she was in like setting this whole thing up to when she came on and just I mean she was another one that did not stop she gave us so much that she could before we'd got the book but she just gave us everything and I got eight questions that I wanted to ask and they were based on her as well there was four based on her four based on her and Mariah and I think I only asked like maybe two or three I can't even remember now but it was such a I know you moment. did not get through them <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. your camera was a mess no I'll get to that <laughs> um but when she came on as well like she appeared and we were both there like properly and our faces were there and it was all nice and then I don't know if it was me or her but from my end she sort of got a little bit jarry and so she disappeared and then she came back in and my half of my face down was showing but I didn't know that because on my camera I was like really enlarged like this so I was trying to like keep myself at a um a decent sort of like uh, you were trying to stay in the frame oh yeah I was trying to stay in the frame from what I could see but I didn't know that that could do that and apparently it's done it to other people I've heard later on but it was just really strange and like when I look back at it afterwards I started to watch it like so many people were messaging afterwards and uh I couldn't I couldn't calm the fuck down like I was so excited but like I was so disappointed when I saw my face was like that but I thought you know what I don't care we got her on we were the first lamb account lamb podcast lamb anything to have her on and I know she's been very um welcoming in, in people reaching out to her so good for them as well but like I'm just so happy that this was a thing for our little makeshift moment for lockdown you know and you also forgot that live got like the most views on our old yeah. Instagram account it like blew up we were the first to have her on and everybody flocked to our live to see what she had to say. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you really think about it hard enough, if it wasn't for Michaela Angela Davis canceling the very first time on y'all, this podcast probably wouldn't exist because if she didn't cancel, you wouldn't have met Gia. Gia wouldn't have come on that live. Who knows what would have happened? So we have Michaela right. Angela Davis to thank for this podcast. Inception. The whole entire podcast. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, she has no clue because obviously we've changed our name as well. So I don't even know if she knows that we're this now. And it, because before we had to change our account, she was, she was following Love Like Mariah Carey, you know? She was all for it. So I don't know if she still knows what we're doing. I know she's, I've tagged her in some stories that we did re-release the live chat as an episode last summer, well, towards the end of summer for the anniversary of the book. And 
as a, a bonus episode so it is there yeah i think we released it as like a double a side moment with like yeah. another another episode yeah we did and so it is there so you can go listen if you want to go listen to it go listen to it but yeah it was such a nice way of dealing with somebody and just i mean there was a bit of an issue with the time frame as well like even from the very beginning to even when we got to actually do an episode with her because of the eight hour difference between london and la it was just I think it's LA or it's somewhere that's in that time frame. It was, it was, I think at the time I thought she was in New York. I mean, she could have been when we recorded, but But then also didn't she say she wrote a lot of the book in like Arizona or Texas or something. Like she went out into the, yeah, I think she was like either in Arizona or like New York or LA or something. But what time frame is Arizona on? Arizona is like almost. It's the same. It's the same as uh, the West Coast. Okay, okay. But, I mean, my favourite moment, I mean, I love the whole thing. I do love the whole process as well, from her reaching out to the actual episode. But I like the episode. I like every single moment of her talking. But I do, because of the camera issues, I do enjoy that first few seconds of where our faces are both in it. But there's moments where she mentions people talking she brings up Gia because you said something as well Aiden as well who was part she of the said, podcast uh, she said yes it's woven honey yes um she said hello to you um because I brought I brought it up saying that we collaborated on it and then also Aiden and said that we collaborated on it so she mentioned Aiden as well so because he'd messaged so it was a really nice sort of like moment to have at the time we are live at six o'clock today Hello. We're still going to do our normal chat tomorrow, but uh, hopefully today we can do something a little bit special. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm great. Where are you? I am in London, but right now. London. Oh, I'm look at in... you. You're, you're so festive. Look at you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All... I, can't wait. I can't wait for you to have this. I've got it coming. Like, uh, I see space all in the back. Place. I've got space right here. Yes. 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 Oh, my camera keeps moving. How are you? You know, I'm, all things considered, I'm great. This has been such a journey, you know, you know, because you've been in my DMs. Yeah. And, you know, it's more writing the book is one thing. And then there's all the other things, right? Like, yeah, all the editing and the the audio book. Okay, Gia, go into your final favorite episode. My final favorite episode is Why You So Obsessed With Me. And that is the first episode with all three of us as permanent co-hosts and I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory it's the first moment of the obsessed podcast what it is today and it was just a moment it felt like the three of us recording it just felt like us having it I mean it was literally just us having a conversation but it flowed so perfectly it was so organic and natural and it just felt like three bitches kicking over a glass of wine one day like you know and sometimes when we record it can feel a bit like okay so you're you're gonna talk about this and this is gonna like be how it goes which is good and it's great and all of that and it, it makes for a really good episode 
but sometimes when we're just like off the cuff talking it there's something that you can that like that can't be recreated you know like the first time like Gareth and I would do this all the time where when we're planning an episode we actually start talking about how we feel about shit and we'd be like no we need to save this for the fucking episode because the best shit that we would say we say and then we're like oh that would have been so good in an episode so it was like the pre-moment before the episode's filming but like on camera and like being filmed so it just felt like this is the moment here's a little bit of tea about that one though is it's actually not the first one that we recorded because we recorded uh the cam barbo one first and then at the end of that episode we did the why you so obsessed with me but you're very right our off the cuff episodes are our best because it just naturally flows it's just like that record store day one and these catch-up episodes they're real off the cuff there's not a lot of studying that goes into it and it's just they're fun and it's not like us like telling the story of this is what was going on in the era of the album and all of that it's oh so how do you guys feel about this like this is what's going on like how was your week like I've been listening to this or you think that like girl bye like bitch come on like there's more kiki type moments in those pure I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I'm just grateful again I'm not going to cry again. <laughs> I, it just it just feels really good to have this be like our thing. Our thing is something different. And it's not something that everybody else has to their credit. And it's just something that I'm grateful for. I totally get what you're saying. Because yes, we've said uh, probably privately that there's quite a lot of podcasts there the reality of it is there's quite a lot of podcasts now about especially mariah about Gaze. mariah yeah um but i think the thing is like in the beginning of when we came about and even still like even when we were like deciding on whether to be a podcast and when we actually became one then there was still a few i think that with this podcast i think that we do just talk freely and we'll say what we like and don't like there's not really a lot of others that are around that I'm aware of anyway that speak so honestly they'll have little moments but it's still wrapped up in a bit of a bow like they won't they won't just say exactly what they're thinking about a particular thing and we're not going to sugarcoat a bitch like I just don't feel like there's a need to do it everything that we say is coming from a place of love it's not like just because there's something that we don't 100% love it doesn't mean that we still don't love it if that makes sense yeah so again everything that we say yeah it's just it's coming from the heart. I don't want to, I don't feel like it's genuine to really tiptoe around things. And I know that there's sometimes we get a lot of hate for some things that we say, but if we're not your cup of tea, don't listen to us. It's really that simple. There's something else that will fit into your little box that you're looking for, but this is just how we are. And I don't think we're ever going to change that. No, yeah. because that's literally the best part of this podcast is that our thing is a little something different and we are not afraid to be ourselves and fully give a no I did not like that or yes that could have been a little better or 
I, I don't care what you think. I fucking love that. You know what I mean? It's good that people might agree or disagree with us. Like, it, it's good to have the conversation regardless. That was always part of the intention of setting this whole thing up anyway. And in a way, I think that's probably everybody's intention when they do a podcast. It is a conversation regardless of who, how many other people you have on your podcast. It is still a, a conversation with you and them, yes. But you as a podcast and the listener... Because they'll, they'll, the listener is the fourth co-host of yeah. the podcast. Yeah, they'll, it's like when you watch a TV show and you're screaming at the TV, like "No, don't go in there" or whatever it might be, you know. Or, or when people scream at the sc- scream at the screen over football or whatever, and it's just like it, it. It's a similar thing. Like you can be listening to a podcast on the bus and you'll be like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, 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 oh, mm, yeah." You know, you have your your way of going through a podcast the same way you do your TV show or whatever. So that that's a given. All right, going into the f- my final favorite episode, which is, it was my debut episode here before I even knew that I was going to be doing this full time with you guys. And that is the Mariah Carey Eternally 12, The Conspiracy. I was on Reddit and I saw this post about Mariah Carey being born in 1969 and I was like, whatever, I'm tired of people saying this shit. This is not true. She's born in 1970. Well, I opened the post and it it blew my fucking mind because there was a link at the bottom of the post that went to a government website from 1969 that posted that Mariah Carey was born March 27th, 1969. And then I did a a whole bunch of digging, whole bunch of digging, I found, I don't know if it's, there was this passport photo of Mariah and it had her birthday as 1969. And then the copyright catalog of America has Mariah listed as being born in 1969 as well. And also magically that year when you Googled Mariah Carey, her age jumped up a number. Yeah, it, it was all crazy. So I posted this on that Mariah Carey community group and (sighs) lambs had their feelings so g and gareth came to me and they're like let's do this episode so we did that episode and i loved it so much me too it it honestly was one of the ones that i wanted to pick as my favorite but nick picked it first so i was like well fuck that fuck you then i'm gonna pick this one so it is absolutely still one of my favorites as well it's an all-around like perfectly well-rounded episode yeah it's a really good episode my favorite part of the episode is gia's quote when she says mariah talks about her age two times and half the time she's fucking it up (laughs) the two times we've seen mariah talk about her age one of them she's fucking it up so (laughs) that's 50 percent. i don't know this is all a little bit sus (laughs) i remember saying that i do yeah, because she never talks about it. So it's weird. And then there's all of these like these things going on. And for some reason that year, her age kept getting brought up in the Facebook groups more than normal. And I was like, I've heard this conspiracy before. I I always like like just like brush it off as like whatever. But then it it just kept getting brought up on my feed so much. And then once Nick made his post and was getting a lot of hate, I was like, there's no way we can't talk about this. I love a conspiracy girl. It was just one of the best, one of the best episodes of this podcast. 
I wish the sound was better and that it happened like a little later on. But looking back, it was perfect for the time. And it didn't do as well as I wanted at the time. It's since grown a lot, but it was always one of my favorite episodes. I have a question to end this topic. In the episode, we asked at the very end of the episode, so what do we think? Mariah Carey, was she born in 1969 or 1970? And Garrett, you were still on that 70 train. I want to see where everybody else is with their thoughts on what year she was born in. I'm going to go ahead and stick with 1969. I think I remember saying in that episode that I believe that she was born in 1969, but I'm going to go with whatever she says and respect what she says and just pretend like it doesn't happen or like it's not a thing because she's probably like for some reason I was like it's probably like triggering for her like if she was like forced to change her age or something so I was like we'll just go with what she says but in my heart I believe that she's probably lying about it I think that's something along the lines of what I said that's exactly what you said all right Gareth answer the question what train are you on I still don't know I know it's very much like 1970 i still don't know the newspaper or any of that but like regardless everything has changed like wherever you go search her online amazon google whatever it might be but it all changed that year like right after our episode everything was changed like, and i thought mm, this is a bit strange i i i really still am in between but like i really still want to hope that like it's 1970, but I don't know. I completely get why, and it's so silly and petty, like why they would say, like, this is going to be what we're going to say, like, you're, you're, you're 20 years old and you're born in 1970, because probably 1990, 1970 didn't sound that old, but to say 1969, it ties her in with the 60s. We said this in the episode, and it, it, it automatically does put her in an older generation but she isn't old at 20 years old entering the music industry that's stupid so i just can't get my head around why it's a thing but totally get why it's marketable to kids but she wasn't really that kind of artist anyway so i think that's why i'm all up in the air like why why but i'm i'm really i am probably uh, well yeah i guess that wraps everything (laughs) up Lambs, you're going to have to go back and listen to the episode and come up with your own conclusion. Honestly, you guys need to go back and listen to all these episodes. If you're just a new viewer, you're an older viewer and haven't really listened to all our episodes, these are our favorites. Please feel free as well to comment what your favorites are. Even if you've been a viewer fan since back in the day of Love Like Mariah Carey, or even if you have jumped on with the podcast for The Adventures of Gigi, or even if you've jumped on over the last few months with The Obsessed Podcast, let us know what your favorites are and why. And thank you guys for continuing to listen to us and letting our voices be heard. Uh, We're so very grateful. I know I am. I'm sure... Gareth and Gia, you both are, but yay to 50 episodes. I know I haven't been here for all 50 episodes, but I've definitely been a listener since the beginning. So it's really fun to see where it's gone and and where it's going. And here's to 100. The next (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. And don't forget to look out on all social media platforms for The Obsessed 
podcast. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Seriously, thanks again, you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, baby. Come on, Chris Kringle, save me. Oh, these elves are getting it.